Stay tuned for Real People of Orange County coming up next on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. And welcome back to Real People of Orange County on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. We are always available via podcast on the same website, KUCI.org. I'm your guest host, Marie Stone, in for Kimberly Martin. And I am doing what she does each and every Thursday afternoon, which is talk with Orange County's best and brightest, those men and women who are serving their community in a meaningful way. So this might be one of the most relevant and practical shows I have ever done, certainly relevant and practical for the uh, UCI listening audience who may or may not already be familiar with Road Trip Nation, Um, relevant for high school and college students, relevant for millennials already in the workforce. Um, So if you're uncertain about your future, uncertain about the future of work in this country or world in general and what that work will look like or uncertain about how your passions can align with your need to make a living, <laughs> or uncertain about uncertain about anything really, uh, we're going to help you out. Mike Mariner is with me today for the full hour. As co-founder and president of Road Trip Nation, Mike leads the organization's media and education efforts that empower people from all backgrounds to define their own roads in life. For over 15 years, Mike has developed a range of media and education partnerships that distribute Road Trip Nation content to over 60 million households. 14 million students, and 12,000 schools every year. Road Trip Nation has been awarded the Excellence in Programming Award by American Public Television, two Telly Awards, and was nominated for an Emmy in 2019. Mike has co-authored all four Road Trip Nation books, including Roadmap, put out by Chronicle Books, which hit the New York Times bestseller list last year. He is also a Akoshka Fellow and Network of Leading Social Entrepreneurs and has been featured in prominent news outlets including NBC Today Show, CBS Early Show, BBC News, Outside, Fast Company, Forbes, Esquire, USA Today, many, many others. He graduated from Pepperdine with a double major in biology and sports medicine and attended the Harvard Business School Social uh, Enterprise Program in 2012. Mike, welcome. Thanks. That was a lot. I know. I was like, wow, that was kind of sounding like a more, more fancy than I am actually. You've done I, a lot. I, I, than I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> not only have you done a lot, you're super young. So you've done, you've done a lot in a short amount of time. So, um, congratulations. That's really, that's Thanks. really cool. And I've wanted to do this show for a really long time. So, so yay. <laughs> yay. This is great. Um, so because we have the luxury of time, I thought maybe we could just like start from the beginning. And, and I kind of say that without really knowing where the beginning is, but, um, I know you grew up in Laguna. And I just thought maybe you could kind of give some historical context to how you grew up and maybe how that led to who you became and how Road Trip Nation became. Yeah, I guess um, I grew up in Laguna Beach and uh, my great grandpa, I guess if you want to start at the very beginning, my, my, my <laughs> great grandpa came to Laguna Beach in 1927 from Nebraska. Uh, I'm so grateful he did. I love Nebraska too. When we 
gone through Nebraska, I like have a real connection with like the rolling hills and all the farm country and everything. Um, but I'm also very grateful that he came to Laguna and my great grandpa started a small bookstore called Mariner's Bookstore right on Forest Avenue downtown. And, um, yeah, like generations of my family ran that bookstore. And so I, you know, grew up basically working there, you know, and organizing the books and falling in love with books and loving just like watching a this small business, you know, operate. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and then, and then I went to, uh, I ended up going to college, um, uh, to, at Pepperdine, uh, and played water polo through high school and Pepperdine was a good water polo school. So was, you know, um, interested in that. And, um, and you know, when I was at Pepperdine, I, for some reason I like majored in pre-med cause I just, I thought that it was a good sounding thing to do, you know? That's and, cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, be pre-med, you know? And, and I actually loved science. Like I did love biology and I love like problem solving and I liked the way it made my brain feel and everything. But, um, I just, I just hated the laboratory and, and just couldn't stand, you know, and I have like attention issues. Like anyone that knows me is like, I have a hard time, which is like perfect for being an entrepreneur or I would consider ourselves like social entrepreneurs, um, trying to make a difference in the community by building what we built, you know, but, um, but it wasn't suited for like being in the lab. So, so that was, that, that was really kind of the beginning of our journey with Road Trip Nation was, you know, we spent, I spent five years doubling down on science and, and I'm glad that I did in college, but had that moment, you know, at the end of your college experience where you're like, what, what is done? the next step? And I'm sure a lot of you see Irvine, you know, students feel the same way. Um, but, uh, and that started a whole new chapter, you know, and, and, and what felt like a massive crisis actually became this massive opportunity to like reinvent myself and reinvent an entirely new path. And, um, yeah, and just the rest so is cool. like history. I know it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy to think about actually. So. Yeah. So we got to talk about the rest is history. Yeah. So there were four, there were originally four of you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you all met at Pepperdine. Uh, well, Nathan and I were friends from, we grew up together in Laguna Beach, like same bus stop. And, and actually at that same, at that one bus stop was my future wife, Katie, like a bunch of our like best friends still to today. And Nathan, my future business partner. So like literally what? at that one little part of town in North Laguna, you know, it was like my whole future was like right there. You know, it's, it's kind of funny to think about. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. And then Brian and okay. I met at Pepperdine. We played water polo together and Amanda and I were friends. She went to UCLA. Okay. So, and so how did the conversation start? You were just sitting around and you said, you know, we should, we should get in an RV and start driving around the country. And <laughs> pretty much, I mean, we were seniors and, um, just kind of had these, I think when you're in college, you're head down studying, boom, boom, boom. And, um, and without a lot of like articulation or thought with like how that plays out post-college, you know? Yep. And so for me, the reality check was when I, um, had an internship the summer after my junior year at Amgen, this big pharmaceutical company. And I, I really like respected them because they helped people with sickle cell anemia. And I, I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go work. I'm gonna go in, you know, work at Amgen and help people with sickle cell anemia, which I loved in theory. But then I got in that laboratory and, you know, pipetted Chinese hamster ovary cells. And it just, it was just, you know, like every day seemed like a thousand hours. And, and likewise, Nathan, who, who's our creative director at Road Trip, and he's, like, really interesting mix of, like, one part creative, one part engineering guy, but he's, he's, he has no business bone in his body, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he he was a business major, and that summer he met a consultant from Arthur Anderson, 
and in the consultant like wore a suit and Nathan was like, what? Yeah. He's like, if I'm a business consultant, I have to wear a suit. He's like, yeah, you have to wear a suit. You have to have like 20 suits. And Nathan, he like barely wears shoes, you know? Um, and so it, we, you know, it's just, we just kind of, all of us, Brian had a similar story working for the family business and, and Amanda seemed to know a little more what she wanted to do. She wanted, she really wanted to become a teacher and she ended up doing that after the road trip. So she was like a little more organized than, than the, the rest of us. Um, but, um, but yeah, we just kind of all had that moment. And, and then the next question was like, okay, well, what else can we do? Cause when you're in college, they say, all right, here are the 14 things you can do with your life. You can, you know, boom, 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 these majors. And I think what you don't realize is that there's actually like 14 million things you can do. And it's even more so today with the future of work and advances in technology. And, you know, I mean, there, there are some downsides of the future of work. You know, the robots are coming. There's more volatility, like there's less, you know, but there's also upsides, you know, there's more opportunity and there's more opportunity to kind of like define your own road based on things you really care about and are really interested in. Like, you know, 30 years ago, we could have never, what we ended up really caring about was, helping people explore their futures and, and road trips. You know, we literally started something out of a road trip. You could have never done that 30 years ago. You know, right. the, the cost of a video camera was too expensive and, you know, there was no final cut pro and no ways to like create content media on your own unless you went to USC film school, you know, and, and that's happening across all fields. You know, the training needed to get into many fields is really the barrier to entry is decreasing across the board. So there's more chance to really kind of define your own path. Um, but, um, but yeah, that was just kind of, that was kind of what was going on in our heads and, and was like, okay, let's take a road trip and go interview people in different careers and just start with exploration. Like first, like understand we don't know what we don't know. And instead of trying to like decide on a path for the rest of our life, let's pause and give our, give ourselves three months to just go on a road trip and go interview people from all different types of careers weird things, things we were interested in though, you know, right. people, in, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are, people in, people who are creative directors, people who ran radio shows, people who were, who were directors of Saturday Night Live or who started coffee, coffee companies or, um, and just live in this motorhome, go across America and talk to them about their stories, you know, and, and the stories of how they got to where they are. So that's so cool. And when you started it, I assume you were doing it just for you guys. You weren't planning on this being like a whole enterprise of helping other people out. You were just like, I'm going to figure this out for myself yeah for the most part but you know it's funny i always say that it's like oh yeah we had no idea but then like i came across i'm like a big journaler and i was a big journaler whenever i was on the road and i came across my journal from that first road trip and like i found this page in the journal and it was like i don't know when on the road trip i wrote this but it was like road trip nation it was like documentary series you know books educational programs and like online community or something like that, you know? And and I was just like, what? I was really thinking about that, you know? Like, and it was, it just goes to show like the power of like getting ideas down on paper when you, when you have them and not, not like losing them. Um, cause yeah, we would go on to like kind of build that, you know? And, and so I can't, yes, it was like first a reaction to a very, anxiety prone period of our life and we responded to that anxiety prone period by hitting the road and like taking action you know and taking action and talking to people and just like not sitting down and letting the world step on us or make us feel small we're like all right we're gonna turn the tables and like get an old motorhome paint it green cold call people to see if we can talk to them most people said no i'd say i'd say one in five said yes which was another good lesson for just like our Mm. future and being future social entrepreneurs, like 
life is a game of just resiliency period you know and that road trip was too like we interviewed some amazing people but and everyone's like how did you get these people to talk to you and we're like well because we, we just we just had such a wide net and we tried to persevere through rejection and um so i feel like it helps to be young too because it feels like who doesn't want to help out somebody who just graduated from college because you can relate to that. Yeah. You know, if some college graduate came to me now and said, can you give me some advice? Who says no to that? I totally. Mean, and, and that's the biggest, un, like, like unkept secret. You're like big, biggest like thing that I think college students don't understand or anyone, anyone who's at a career inflection point, I think like, like on that road trip we did, it was, we approached it in a non-transactional way. So we were not looking for people to give us donations. We weren't asking for jobs. We weren't asking for internships. Like, you know, even today I was like founder, president of Road Trip Nation. I still have not a lot of young people like reaching out to me saying, hey, can I talk to you or whatever? Really? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, once in a while. But it's like I think that like students particularly just like feel that they don't have self. They don't give themselves permission to reach out beyond their their direct social capital network, you know? Yeah, and, and I think right. that's a massive issue. And we actually spent a lot of time as Road Trip Nation trying to help people expand their permission of like who they feel they can reach out to and talk to. And, and as long as you're doing it in a sincere way, you know, like on that road trip, yeah, I cold called Howard Schultz, founder of Starbucks and, and, you know, all these different people and, and, you know, and Bill Gates and Magic Johnson who both said no. And, but Howard Schultz said, said yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. it was awesome. And he's like amazing entrepreneur who grew up in federally subsidized housing projects in Brooklyn and has this incredible story of, you know, just amazing, you know? And, um, but it was, uh, and maybe that's why he said yes. Do you yeah. think? Like, because his, he related with it. He related to it. Yeah, I think so right. too. And we weren't asking for anything. You know, we we were really just like, hey, we just want to learn. And I think it I think it catches people off guard too. Like when we cold called. Obviously, I never talked to him before the interview, but I was I talked to Nancy Kent, his assistant. I would call her like once a week, and she kind of like and she was like, all right, what do you? Why do you what? want to talk to him? Like, <laughs> right. are you asking? You're trying to pitch him something? I'm like, no, we don't want anything. We just want to listen to a story we're building this project we call it the road trip project and we're going across america in this motorhome and talking to people about how they got to where they are we were coming into town to interview paul shipman the founder of red hook ale brewery which is like a notable local brewery in seattle and 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 he picks up his own phone so when i called called paul shipman from red hook ale he was like hello and he and i was like can we talk to you he's like of course no problem come to our plane have a couple of beers and he like told us the story of how we started like you know this incredible microbrew in seattle and and so when I talked to Nancy Kent, I was like, oh, we're interviewing Paul Shipman. I was like, oh, yeah, we know Paul Shipman, you know, whatever. So it was just, I don't know, it just kind of took on a little little momentum. You well, know? and that's that's a good point because once one person says yes and then you say, well, I just came from Paul Shipman's office. Yeah. And they're like, well, okay, well, Paul's talking to you. I guess I better pick it's up like the phone. It's like kindling. Yeah, yeah, it's like kindling for your fire. And then, and, and, then, and then once we had Howard Schultz, then it was like, okay, you know, then we called Sanity O'Connor's office. <laughs> well, we're interviewing Howard Schultz and it was like, just it's just little just build it's like little tiny building blocks you just kind of start somewhere and and i think when you're young like a little naivety or a lot of naivety goes a long long way like it's actually a huge asset just like you know even today i don't i, I would probably I would, i'd like to think i would like do it again but i don't know you know i've got like family and kids and i'm like in my in my lane you know when you're young and you know nothing just kind of like getting out there and, and even if you fail and it's messy you're learning so much as you go and you're adapting and that's how you grow like your 20s we were talking about this before but your 20s is a messy period and it's 
it's supposed to be messy. It's supposed to, you're supposed to fail and get egg on your face. And, and then you learn how not to do that again. And you're learning and adapting and moving. And the only way to like truly like screw up your twenties is if you do nothing. I think if you just like sit on the couch and just don't, don't put yourself out there. Don't take risks. Don't fail. Don't try things. You know, like there's one thing I'm like so proud of in my twenties is that we just, just like put it out there. You know, we yeah. like just threw ourselves out there as far as we could. And even if road nation failed on its face and it did over and over again, we just stuck with it stubbornly, you know, really? but, um, but yeah, we still learned so much and became better people because of it, you know? So. Yeah. And this was, what year was this? Uh, your two, road trip? 2001. Yeah. So this is like well pre iPhone. This is well pre, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to Google think of maps, like, yeah, yeah all, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. So you were doing this, you know, you weren't on like pay phones, but you were on, yeah, we had dial up internet, you know, yeah. laptops and stuff, but it was, um, we had some of the early Macs, you know, and so we were, and, and, and iMovie had come out. I mean, a few things had just come out, which were really key. Like all the new Macs had come out iMovie had come out, the Sony VX2000 video camera had come out, you know, and we, which we bought, um, it was $1,800 at Fry's and it had a 90 day return policy. So we were like, all right, let's get three cameras and we can return them all after the road trip. So we, we literally got, and we, you know, we were going to film it cause we, we booked a few of these interviews and we we're like, oh, we should really film it. And one of the interviews we booked was a filmmaker, Jahan Nujim, who's still now a good friend of ours in New York. And she's like, you guys you have to film this. We're like, we're not filmmakers. We have, she's like Sony VX 2000, 1800 bucks. Like just, just film everything, you know? And sure enough, it's become this full on PBS series and none of us have filmmaking degrees, but it's, it's a good example. I think of the future of work today and how the barrier to entry again for what you really want to do is so much lower than you think. And, um, and it's only getting lower across the board. So it's less about technical training and more about just like, what you really care about and what you're interested in. Yeah. And will you just throw yourself into it a thousand percent and learn and fail and just be so engaged in what you do. You just keep going, you know? So it, it almost like the most important thing now. And I think it was for us from a luck standpoint, because a few of these technology pieces, like the barrier came down for us to, to create media around our road trip, which then allowed us to, you know, have something for PBS. And then, then we were able to, create audio files of that and create the book. And we had, that was the kindling for what would become road trip nation later, you know, but that would not have been possible without the barrier to entry lowering, um, you know, from, from, from a story, from a media production standpoint, you know? So, yeah, right. Good point. Good point. Do you remember, um, kind of nuggets that came out of that summer who said what, that really got you going? Do you remember some of those early interviews? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like some of them we were super inspired by right away. Like Howard Schultz, we were like, you know, he's an incredible story of just, and, and his story was really like resiliency, you know, like he, when he was starting Starbucks, he said like 200, he went to 298 people for investment and like 99% of them said no. And his wife was pregnant with their first child. And there was this moment where, you know, his father-in-law flew out from New York to Seattle and was like, it's time for you to stop. You're like <laughs> my daughter is pregnant. You're making no money. Like. 280 people, 200, whatever have said no, you know, and he just, he just kept going, you know, and, and, and like, and then, so what that, was that his, was, what was his idea? Like, what was he doing that was so different than what everybody else was doing at that point? Cause I'm like, what is Starbucks? 
selling. They're really kind of selling real estate. They're selling like workspace more yeah. than anything, which is how they sell their coffee, right? He was a master marketer. But, you know, I okay. mean, he, he had he had he had worked at other coffee shops. Starbucks was he didn't he wasn't the founder of Starbucks. He was he was the vice president of marketing for the previous name of the company. I can't remember the name of it, but. Um, mm-hmm. And then he kind of acquired. He used the fu- the financing that he raised to acquire Starbucks's six stores, or what was previously Starbucks six stores. And then he renamed it to Starbucks. And then he he honestly his thing is he is just a full on force of nature. When, when you sit down with him, you just you just get it. He has just kind of this calm intensity that is just so. He knows how to like channel his energy and focus, and he's so passionate too and he channels into his heart really well like when he's speaking he really i know he's people of politics you know all that stuff right now is like you know people are whatever all that but like all that aside the guy just knows how to speak from his heart very strongly and he can harness like i think it's his upbringing you know he grew up in federally subsidized housing projects he he had to work for it he, he has a as he said he says he had a very unique entrepreneurial drive but somehow through the whole thing, he like really held on to like, you know, tapping into his like mission, purpose and heart through that. And those are like my favorite entrepreneurs. And that, that's what kind of inspired me to go from like biology, pre-med person to like, oh, like there are good business people out there, you know, and, and who are making a difference. And I, you know, a lot of my role models are like Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia and people who are like kind of reinventing business models around social good and thinking about things in a double bottom line way. And there's so much that happening out there, you know, and, and Starbucks, Howard Schultz definitely thinks that way. You know, he's, he's really about re and this is not like a promotional thing. Cause I know there's other controversial things about him too, but, um, you know, but there, but that, that definitely struck me for that interview, you know, it was like someone who had built a business, the resiliency and just kind of the heart that was like in the business too. Um, that, that struck us right away. But another interview that struck me later was a guy named Michael Jagger who started a design firm in Burlington, Vermont. Hmm. Um, and this one is like struck with me, with me probably the uh, hardest and strongest, like ever since that first road trip so long ago, but he started a design firm in Burlington, Vermont. He and, um, Jake Burton, the founder of Burton Snowboards, were like best friends. And when Jake Burton started Burton Snowboards out of his garage, Michael Jagger started his design firm, JDK Design, out of his garage. And JDK was like the design firm for Burton. Um, And they both grew up together. And now JDK is like this massive design firm, but still based in Burlington, still keeping it real, just like great culture, team. You know, they have a New York office and all this stuff, but they're still JDK in Burlington, Vermont, you know. But I'll never forget, he he said... um, when you magnify what it is you believe in, the world conspires to support you on your path. Mm. <laughs> and that was like, mm. that was like really strong. And I think really hit us at times of building road trip nation. where like, just stuff got hard, you know, and you're, and, but we, we, you know, but we, it just, it just, it was a good reminder of that. The most important thing is like finding something you really believe in. Yeah. And then once you find something you really believe in, and it can be weird, it can be, it can be coffee, it can be road tripping, it can be whatever it is, you know, like, you know, then like magnify it, like be bold, put it out there. Don't be shy. Like I was actually a pretty shy kid growing up. Like anyone that knew me in high school in Laguna was like, I, I was not like super bold out there, put myself out there. It was like really pretty reserved and more, all of, we had like a little nerdy friend group and stuff, you know, and. Um, but there's something definitely happened during that phase of my life where it's just like, 
I like discovered something that I really believed in and then had to magnify it. And, and that's, that's, you know, and then, then that's kind of like, okay, like time to, time to be bold and grow up and just like, just dig in and fully commit and let go of your reservations and just like, just go for it, you know? And that was, that quote like was always with me in the early days of road trip nation. Just like, and when you do that, the world conspires to support you. And that's just totally what happened. Like we, we found something we really believed in. We like had to like step up and be bold and magnify it and just put it out there and just, just let go of, you know, whatever. Your ego or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. And your insecurities and like whatever made you feel like you couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, like, like for me, like the family bookstore that I grew up in, like went out of business when I was in in high school and it was really hard. So I kind of always had that insecurity of like, I think I shied away from business because I watched that happen and it was kind of a hard thing to watch and all that, you know? So I, and so I had to like do, do a lot of letting go of that. And it's like, all right, like I'm going to build this company, you know, I'm going to build this social enterprise and we're going to go all in. And this is what I believe in. And, and then we magnified it. And then, then the world totally conspired to support us. Like people came out of the woodwork. Many of the people we interviewed on our trip, including Howard Schultz, including this guy we interviewed from Nike who ended up sponsoring our first college screening tour, you know, including someone we met with, um, who knew someone from Forbes magazine who did an article on our road trip that led to our first book deal, you know, including like just down the line, you know, I mean, just everyone, this massive ecosystem of people in the early days of road trip, you know, that just like kind of nudged us and supported us and gave us insights and, and it kind of created the fertile ground for everything that came after it, you know, but that was the one, that was a quote that like stuck with me for a long time. So I mean, young people hear that. They hear, you know, find your passion and, and all of that, but they don't believe it. I mean, you're such a great example of how that actually comes to play. It's Yeah, I, I personally don't like the word passion only because it, it kind of feels misleading. Like, it, it sounds like you're going to, like, love every moment of your life every single day, you know, yeah. like, which is so, like, Road Trip Nation even today is, like, it's hard work. Like, I'm, like, constantly flying around the country and it's, you know, we're bigger now, so we have finance and, you know, HR and all this stuff. But, like, but I believe in it so much. Like, I wake up in the morning thinking about it. You know, we're just, we just secured a partnership to do a, full, a, a formerly incarcerated themed road trip next year. Wow. So we're going to take three formerly incarcerated individuals who are looking at what's their next career path. And we're going to put them on the road and send them across America. And they're going to email people. They're, they're going to interview people in careers who are also formerly incarcerated to learn how they made that transition. So, like, I, I am... I believe in road trip nation so deeply. It doesn't mean that every day I wake up about it and I am passionate. I guess it is an accurate word. I'm so passionate about road trip nation, but it, I think it's important to not mislead people and think that like, just cause you believe in it or you're passionate about it. Like every day is going to be perfect. Every moment's right. going to be, it's still going to be a ton of groveling and, and Heartache you know, it's and not all about just joy all the time and bliss and all that. It's really about just like, you know, you, I just, you know, had a conversation with a, friend of mine a co-worker um who's in the middle of like passing away from cancer right now and and he you know i talked to him yesterday actually and and um you know he's in hospice and just thinking about his last days right now and and the one thing he was talking about was like his his work you know and mm-hmm. and like he just feels like he's at peace because he he's just so proud of like what he had what he had done and and he he worked with road trip nation, like helping recruit people from, um, you know, like the right people into our, into our, 
into our company and and and, and a bunch of other companies too. But it's just, he he was an ex- exceptional. He is an exceptional person. But it's just a good reminder. Like you live once. Like you know, just yeah. making the most of it and. It's not about loving every single day. It's about like doing something. It, this is my opinion. This is not like, you know, I'm not the Dalai Lama or something. You, know? but, <laughs> you might but, be better. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think my opinion is just like, it's just about like finding something you really believe in and then, you know, trying to lean into it as much as you can. So, yeah. Well, we should talk a little bit about how it works. So, um, you know, if you're UCI student and you're interested in, um, the website is super fun. I was totally playing with it all day today. Cause you can, you can choose your passions. You can choose what you're interested in, what you're good at, all the stuff. And then it kind of maps out experts in your field. And, but anyway, kind of talk about how it works for somebody who, you know, an outsider who's just coming into it and, and kind of wants to make use of it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've actually had an, have an awesome collaboration with UC Irvine as well. So like yeah. we, a lot of what we do now is we design thematic road trips um, with partners. And so like the formerly incarcerated road trip is one example. We've done a women in science themed road trip. Um, we've done road trips focused on students who are first in their families to go to college. We did, we partnered with the former first lady, Michelle Obama to co-design this road trip on students who are first in their families to go to college, which was awesome. Cool. We've done, we've done road trips focused on, on immigration with, with DACA students and dreamers. We've done road trips, um, focused on cybersecurity and, we have a road trip on the road right now uh, in partnership with the National Science Foundation focused on underrepresented groups in computer science, which is awesome. Um, and we did a road trip with UCI where we had a team of three anteaters um, on the road and went across Southern California and inter- interviewed UCI alumni doing incredible things all across the region. And uh, so that's on our website too. So you just go to roadtripnation.com um, and then click on road trips and then click on watch. And you'll see the whole library of our content, including the UCI road trip as well. So, and who um, who designs the road trips? You fi- like how do you find the kit, the students, and how do you how do they kind of do they collaborate to put the road trip together? And yeah, I mean we're we have like a massive little operation now, and anyone's well, welcome anytime to come check it out. We're based in Costa Mesa. Um, we have this big old. 10,000 square foot production studio. It's, it's the old boat building warehouse where they built all the Newport ferries. Yeah. Um, so we got it all the ferries. Now we have like nine motorhomes in the parking lot and we have about 85 people there, mostly all production oriented, working on the post-production, the filming and the editing and the outreach and the educational resources and stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we choose a few of these road trips every year to build topics around. And sometimes it's around where the gaps are in our database. So, so road trip nation, the best way to think about it today is really one part media, organization and one part education organization the media side is all the road trips we produce around these topics um and the content from those road trips gets distributed through our annual series on pbs which is in 60 million households every year we have a podcast we're launching next year we have books we have live events we um you know our content on youtube so there's just you know there's lots of different ways today to distribute content so that's a big part of what we do is just sharing all the content from the road trips but then we also have been really careful to retain the rights to all the content we produced over 15 years. Okay. So in addition to all the road trip documentaries, we also post-produce all the interviews of people in different careers into one of the world's largest media databases of people talking about their career pathways. And so, which is which was our original passion for, you know, an interest for Road Trip Nation was like helping people expand their visibility of what's possible for their future. And, and so we have this database of over 8,000 videos now 
where anyone can go to explore different paths and and so that's on our website too. So when you go to roadtripnation.com, you can click on career exploration and that's the database is, is there. Um, but, um, but that's, that's really becoming, I think what we're, the road trips are the means to the end, you know, like our mission as an organization is not to put people on road trips. It's really to give people more visibility to what they can do with their future. And, you know, we can't put every person in America on a road trip, <laughs> um, but we can, create this database of stories and make that accessible to people so that no matter what background you come from, what zip code you grow up in, you know, regardless of the social capital of your family or the role modeling opportunities you have, you can have visibility to people's stories. And and, and we think it's increasingly important today with the future of work and all that. The workforce is changing so ridiculously quickly and it's so hard to keep track of it. And so that's where we really think the model of Deploying these road trips, you know, we add 1,200 new video assets every year to the database so that students can stay current with what's changing all the time. Um, and scale of stories is important, too, because from an equity and access standpoint, we really believe that students need to see people like them in certain fields. Um, you know, we realize this with a women in science road trip that, like, you know, there's so many stereotypes against women in science. And so we wanted to do a road trip focused on showing the, the stories of women in science all across America. So, that's the ne- so the next generation of women in science can see people like them in those fields and learn how they got to where they are today, overcoming the unique obstacles they had to overcome. Same with students who are first in their family to go to college. So I think that's really become our real galvanizing point as a social enterprise is like creating it's almost like StoryCorps, you know, where we're like really out there to create this massive repository, this massive database of stories and then make it accessible and searchable and taggable um, so students can, and people at career inflection points or formerly incarcerated people coming, returning from, from detention or returning service members, returning from deployment, you know, can like have more visibility to what they can do. So I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next question is, is it, is it targeted towards a certain age? Like, should you be in college or a new millennial? But it sounds like, yeah, if you're targeting all these people that are in different transitions and now people are working so much later in life. I mean, retirement yeah. is not at 65 anymore. Yeah. Um, especially with our Medicare situation. Total, I know, right? <laughs> It's so true. You need like, a road trip nation of like 70 year olds. We did it. Oh, you did it. We oh, did it last you. year. Well, they're not, they're not, they're not, they were like in their fifties and sixties, but yeah. um, it was amazing because you're totally right. Right. Like there's all this dogma. The workforce is changing so quick and there is so much hangover from what people think the workforce is like retiring at 60 and getting a gold watch or majoring in something and doing it your entire life. Like, right. sorry. You know, I mean for some careers for sure. Um, but, you know, the reality is that, like, Gen Z will have 12 different careers in their lifetime, not not jobs. So, like, you know, so the, the reality of even the post-secondary higher education system is that it's not about getting a four-year degree and then saying, great, I never go back to school for the rest of my life. Like, you'll you'll get your degree, which is important, super important, and then you'll go back and you'll get retrained and you'll get spun off in different directions. And then you'll go back again and get retrained and spun off in different directions, you know. And it's like that's – the world's getting much more – dynamic and and there is also much more flexible models of um of getting training and like even uci you guys have an awesome the uci you know extension program is really innovative and ahead of the curve and the dean there is awesome he's, he's a friend of mine um uci is definitely a very forward-thinking institution in terms of from that perspective because yeah when you graduate from uci you are not done 
getting the training and learning you need to succeed in the future of work. Like you will have to go back, whether it's through UCI extension or, and there needs to be more flexible models by and quicker, you know, cause you might have a family at that point or you might be deployed or you might be, you know, so digital ways of doing that. And that's all happening. That's all like being built right now, which is super exciting. Um, but it's also just like, yeah. So to your point, you know, we did an adult learner road trip. Um, and it was, you know, two grandmothers on the road who, who really were not in a place to retire and, and didn't want to, but they, they were also in jobs that they, that they weren't like, weren't really feeding them and they didn't really believe in anymore. And they were really looking for what was the next step. And, and we, and the third road tripper was a military veteran who came back and was really mm-hmm. thinking about his next step. And, it was a fascinating road trip and we have all this new great content in our database now focused on adult learner transitions, you know, and, um, that is the reality. It's not, yes, the early days of road trip nation, like when I first started, I was like, Oh yeah, it's for 18 to 24 year olds help them find their careers and have a great life. The world's totally not like that anymore. You know, people are, um, finding their paths at multiple points throughout their lives. So all of our road trips now are designed around different age groups, different, people and facing different issues um just making sure that our repository is hyper relevant no matter what age what inflection point you know so right 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 that's amazing you are tuned into real people of orange county on kuci 88.9 fm in irvine i forgot to even say that because i'm so engaged in the conversation (sighs) but i am here with mike mariner and we are talking about road trip nation um that do you ever think that it's kind of funny irony that as people, as as you say, your generation or our, you know, is going to go through kind of twelve different careers, and you've been in the same career all the way along, but your career keeps evolving. Kind of, you know, I mean, it obviously has to adjust to the the changes of careers, but it's it's just funny to me that you've been there for twenty, like almost twenty years, right? Yeah, 18, 19, 18, years. 18 years. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's been eighteen years, but it's like the first five years was not really a company. It was like it was a project, and it, we were living in the motorhome, and then when the book came out, that was like the first thing that was like the first and our parents were like hallelujah it's like there's something there's a, making money <laughs> a, ray, a ray of light we made like barely any money but we, we, we made enough, <laughs> enough to like survive a little bit you know and i was still deferring all my student loans and everything and but um but yeah we the first book came out you know and then we were on the today show and that was like a big deal you know we flew to new york and were interviewed by lester holt and it became the 15th best-selling book in america on amazon you know and then and then like all the press took off we were on the Carson Daly show and CNN, CBC, you know, BBC. I mean, just, it was like just three months of just total insanity, you know? And, um, and that's when we really started to think like, okay, this could be bigger than a book. This could be like a real thing. And we, and, uh, we had this, uh, I think when stuff like takes off, like you get like a fancy, we had an agent from one of the William Morris agency and like all this stuff. And, and we had this, um, we had this kind of budding partnership with MTV. We met Judy McGrath, who's the president of MTV, who was like really an awesome lady. Like she totally got the mission of road trip. And, and we were still young. We were like 22 and still trying to figure out, like we weren't like fully understanding what road trip nation would become yet. But as we got into the production ranks of MTV, they wanted to like start voting students off the motorhome. And that was like, that was a massive fork in the road for us because we were like, okay, we don't know what road trip nation will become someday, but it's definitely not going to be that you know because we were like how do you help kids find their path if you're voting off the motor we're like well we need drama for this and we're like we're like screw this and that's when we met someone from pbs um steven Segaller, the vp of programming at uh wat new york and he said look if you guys come to public public television we're not as cool as mtv but you can have three things you can you can have um creative control 
Um, so you don't have to vote him off the motorhome. It could be your show, your direction. He said, number two, you can have longevity. Shows on PBS are around for decades. And sure enough, we're on like season 15 or something, you know, um, instead of being like the next one hit wonder on MTV, you know, that we'd like hated anyways, you know. <laughs> um, and number three, he said, you can maintain the rights to all the content you produce. And we had like wow. no idea how massive that would be because if we would have worked with like Viacom or MTV, like they would have owned all the rights to the content. We would just be another subservient content developer. But because we went PBS, we, we were able to build Road Trip Nation and like keep it independent and keep it, it was ours, you know, and we owned all the rights to the content. And then we were able to build a, a sustainable financial model around it as well, where we license, we now license our content to half of all American US public high schools, you know, which wow. like funds the company and the organization and pays for almost 90 people's salaries with benefits and we, you know, the whole deal. And it's like, we could have never done that if we wouldn't have like, you know, it's just funny how like, you know, forks in the road at different points kind of lead to much different, much Much different, different much different, you know, the choose your own adventure thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of cool that that happened to you because if it didn't, if it didn't come to a boiling point, you probably wouldn't have had to define, this is really what we want. This is really who we are. This is really what we believe in. Yeah. You know, if you never had to make that choice, I think it's totally maybe the true. PBS thing wouldn't have happened. It's a really good point. And I think that was the beginning of us thinking about it as like a social enterprise. Cause like, I didn't even know what social enterprise was, but I, I, I like, I was never really like attracted to business. Cause it just sounded like, I don't know. It just sounded like, I don't know. I didn't realize that like you could actually build a company that had real social relevance and like make a difference in your community and and you can do both, you know, you can like literally, um, yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about, um, the books and, you know, if people are to pick up the books, what they're going to find in those versus what they're going to find in the videos. Yeah. So, um, We've done four books. The first one was called Road Trip Nation, and it was, you know, just a chronicling of our first road trip across America. Um, and it's fun, it's you know, fun. And, and playful and, um, pretty, you know, published by Random House. You can still get it on Amazon. Um, our most recent book uh, is with um, Chronicle Books, an awesome independent publisher out of San Francisco, like most amazing publisher ever. Um, and the, ro- the book's called Roadmap. Uh, and it's an awesome book. It's essentially like ethnography kind of. So we went through 15 years of all of the content, the 8,000 videos and tried to distill down what were the commonalities of how people define their roads in life. Um, and we had a really great team at road trip nation working on this, you know, like just combing through all the content, clustering the topics and trying to create some DNA around like in this 21st century workforce, how can people really build lives and paths of purpose and, and meaning and, um, and, uh, so yeah, that's, can you give us a couple of nuggets? Yeah. So we basically, uh, like designed the book around three primary topics. So it's called, it's like, they're broken up to let go, define and become. So the mm-hmm. first is let go. And a lot of, if you look at all the stories we've done over so many years, almost everyone's story starts with this moment of just like letting go of just whatever baggage you were, were bringing with you, you know? So for me, it might've been my family's small bookstore that I watched go under, you know, and that was holding me back from becoming the true social entrepreneur that I would one day become. But I had to kind of, you know, let go of that, you know, that, that fear of, um, failure, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. So, um, and you know, so that's, that's the first part. And without letting go of that, 
you really can't, you know, become, you know, like, like define, which is the next part is define, you know, what is like, what is the path that really matters to you, you know? And so, so let go is the first part. And there's all sorts of great examples of people who, you know, how they dealt with that in their own ways. And then the second whole chunk of the book is on define. So once you let go of that baggage, how do you actually define a path, a path, you know, that that's based on your interests. So that's, that's really one of the core chapters is all about, um, you know, defining your own road based on things you're interested in. And this is part of the core philosophy and just ethos of road trip nation is that in this 21st century workforce, you really can define paths around things you're interested in. Um, and those interests can be weird as we talked about before. It can be a road trip. It can be, it can be anything, you know, and that's one of the, that's one of the upsides of the future of work. You know, there's lots of downsides, but one of the upsides is that you can actually take something you're really interested in and like a road trip and build something around it. So it's really a lot of that, um, you know, um, you know, a lot of that talks about how you can do that. And there's a chapter called like the adjacent possible, which is like, hmm. like even if there's something that you really want to do, but you can't do it. Like say you, say you want to be, you know, um, I don't know, uh, a sports cat, a, a radio host, right? Like say I'm going to be a radio host. You, you're not just going to be a radio host right away, right? You just, you're just not. And, and we interviewed Ira Glass and he, and, and, and he was talking about just how, and the students who interviewed him was like, just assumed he was always Ira Glass. He's like, no, no, no. I started <laughs> as a tech, an intern, the whole thing. And so the, the adjacent possible means, okay, even if you, you find something you want to be, you're not just going to start with the adjacent possible right now. So here, like intern at KUCI, come here, work the graveyard shift as the the girl was saying outside, you know, like work the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And that's where it's about resiliency. Like, right. and that's why it's about finding something you really believe in. Because when you find, if you love radio and you want to be a radio host, you know, then, then you've got to do the adjacent possible. You've got to grovel first. And then, you know, so that's the defined part. And then the, the last part is become. So that's where, okay, you found something you want to do you know, now it's time to like take action. You need, you need a few things. You need the training, you need post-secondary education. It doesn't mean it has to be a four-year degree. It could be a community college degree. It could be a boot camp credential. You know, the future of work is much more flexible, but it's, you have to get training around things that you care about. And so that's the other piece and then experience and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. So cool. That's so cool. Uh, I'm with Mike Mariner. We are talking about road trip nation. So as you look back on, um, sort of the the 18 years of this are there moments that you are just like super proud of not even necessarily um those times when you got a lot of accolades and you you know you got to go on the today show but just really gratifying like somebody came back from something with some sort of changed experience i mean certainly the um the inmates sound like like yeah. that could be an opportunity but were there kind of wow moments along these these points where yeah, I mean, um, I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's um, <laughs> it's just it's always about like the people who the students who've gone through it and kind of like how their experience, you know, like, and and like I'll see students all the time, you know, like I, you know, who like we we have a project based learning curriculum as well, and we partner okay. with a program called the Avid program, and also locally mm-hmm. Orange County United Way is a, a local funder who funds students in the local Avid program, which is a program for primarily first-generation college-going students, and these a lot of these students build local road trip projects in their communities, um, and they go out there. They may not be going around the motorhome, but they're, we've had over 200,000 of these students in the last seven years build local road trip projects. Um, and it's wow. a part of Road Trip Nation like nobody knows about, but it's like personally like probably my favorite part of Road Trip Nation, and I love whenever we see a former AVID student or someone who was part of the Orange County United Way program or something, you know, so many years later say, hey, I went through that curriculum, 
in my AVID program in high school. And, you know, I interviewed an accountant and, and I just talked to a woman like a couple months ago and she's like, now I went, I went to San Diego state. I got, and now I'm, I'm an accountant. And that's how, you know, a lot of these students don't have the social capital. They don't, their uncle isn't an accountant. You know, there's, there's no, there's no, no visible. Yeah. There's no ex- examples of like, so thinking about road termination as an intervention for students who maybe didn't grow up with that same level of social capital, um, to kind of give them that, that boost from a, um, visibility standpoint, you know, and relationship building, you know, and all that stuff. That's all really important, you know? So, um, really cool. yeah. Are there surprising careers out there that people, um, you know, that somebody comes back with that you're like, I didn't even think about that as becoming a career or, or careers that are, um, maybe up and coming that people aren't necessarily focused on, but should be. It's massive. So many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm particularly super excited about like social entrepreneurship, clearly, you know, I keep talking about that, but just the idea of like using, you know, business as a tool for like, you know, um, community change and community impact, you know, and there's so many different models of building, but there are B Corps, there are hybrid, we're, we're, we're a hybrid. We have a one part non for profit, one part nonprofit, you know, there's like, there's tons of different models out there. Um, but I, I think when people think of entrepreneurship, they think of like the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world and getting venture capital and winning a business plan competition. And all. There's just so many different ways to build something, you know, like road Nation, We never took venture capital. We had nothing. We, mm-hmm. we, we started small. We grew it slowly for 15 years. We did take capital later. Um, and are now, and are now a part of a larger network of, um, education companies called the Strata Education Network. We're an independent affiliate of that network. Um, but for 15 years we took zero capital and built it really, really slowly. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, I think the slow growth path, the slow growth, independent old school brick by brick path, and it doesn't have to be Facebook, you know, it Mm -hmm. could be, there are a million road trip nations out there, companies that are 85 employees, 90 employees, hundred employees who are just making a difference in their communities, not worrying about going public, you know, like still financially sustainable, pay their employees well you know, make a difference, you know, people love what they do. Um, and those stories don't get told, you know, like I, I love the story of, um, of, uh, you know, there's a brewery in Colorado, I'm blanking on the name, but it's, it's employee owned. And I mean, there's just so many, there's just so many different models of that. So I, I, I do think entrepreneur, I think small to mid-sized business entrepreneurship, I see is like massive opportunity, you know, people using the tools at hand to be creative and, and create their own models and find their own niches. Um, and, you know, obviously anything, um, I, I, I think coding is super interesting too, yeah. because it's getting easier to learn how to code too, you know? Right. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's endless, you know? Yeah. There's, I mean, it, and, and it's weird, you know, like we have, we have a platform on roadmission.com called share your road and we, ins- we encourage anyone, if, if, anyone, if anyone's in a career and wants to share their career story, don't wait for road nation to come interview you in a motorhome. Like just go to roadtripnation.com and click on share your road. And you can actually go and just upload your career story. It takes about 15 minutes. Um, it's just a text-based thing. And, um, but we get all these stories submitted all the time that go into our database for our students to see, you know? And, um, and I was reading one today, actually there's, there's the guy at Legoland who's responsible like he's an engineer and he like does all the Lego design for and so he rides around like redoing that I mean there's just it's that's just, awesome it's just endless you know that's yeah. awesome yeah my own husband is a um 
you know, he, he invented his career kind of out of whole cloth. I mean, it just didn't exist before, but he married two ideas that he was interested in, the law and technology, and he just created a whole career that's now become a whole industry. Yeah. But, you know, he was like, well, here's a need here, and I don't see anybody else doing it, and I like these two things. I do think when you put two really disparate ideas together, mm-hmm. um, really interesting things come out of that. You know, like if I'm interested in cooking and I'm interested in cars, you know, yes. and you just try and, you know, brainstorm about how you can combine your, I, I, now I'm scared to use the word passion, but if, you know, you just combine your interests. Um, yeah. And you can do that on your website. Your yes. website's super fun. We have a tool called the roadmap, which yeah. is um, the same name of our, of our book. But um, yeah, on our website, if you just go to our website and then you click on career exploration, there's a tool called the roadmap and, and it, it, it's like a Venn diagram, basically of three circles and you can like choose three circles and look at the overlap of those interests. So yeah, if you're into law, technology and community development, you can like see examples of people. And, and, and I think that's actually a massive thing for people at career inflection points. They get, people get a lot of anxiety because they have to choose one thing. And it's like, actually, no, you can, you can mash up. One of the good things, one of the good things about the future of work is there are so many more pathways now you can actually combine a unique set of interests you have, you know. So, in, so if you're into like, like we did an accounting road trip um, last year, and it was awesome because there are people who love numbers, love accounting, and love the environment. And so they're accountants for <laughs> nonprofit environmental activist groups, you know. I mean, and literally, it's like you can. People think about things way too siloed and way too one dimensionally, you know. Like yeah. if you you can love numbers. And math, and you can also love the environment and conservation and nonprofit work and taking action and combine those things together. You know, so it's um, yeah, it's definitely not a you know one size fits all linear. Like that's no. it's very 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 nonlinear. And I think that's the main thing for people to realize, and it's getting less linear. It's so. getting less linear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's also into magic and photography, and he's found ways to insert those weird little side interests that are, were just hobbies mm-hmm. like into his thinking about how to apply you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think the more um twigs you can collect for your nest of yeah. all over the place and the weirder they are kind yeah. of the, the better it is i, I completely then agree. you make yourself unique i mean you know nobody can duplicate you because that's the massive key thing i think what you just said is like is just like and that's the change too like i feel like the weirdness was like kind of like like put a put a rug over for a long time and now the weirdness is like your asset yes. you know and 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 leaning into the weirdness makes you unique and i, I don't know i think that's a big sea c- c- change thing that's happening but for sure for yeah. sure our kid was a hula hooper forever and i was like stop doing that you need to play tennis or something something normal and that's she massive. just found, yeah, she found her way, you know, she that's found great so. parent and, and wisdom. Like, you know, like, yeah, I have two kids now too. And it's like, just, yeah, like just, yeah. Encouraging the weirdness. Encouraging the weirdness. Yeah, and as a parent, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be so hard to do that. I mean, my kids are little, so, but I'm, and you know, same thing when, my, when I was going through road trip nation, like as a parent, it's all from a place of love. So like, they're like, what, you know, right. like road trip nation, you know, <laughs> stop like, it. Yeah. I mean, they, they never said stop it, but I, I, could, I went from like pre-med to like, road trip nation you know and um and it's, it's just weird i mean if I, I if my kid did that and was living out of the garage and living out of motorhome i'd be like what on earth but it, yeah but the world is just very different now you know and yeah. it's like the weirdness is is a good thing so yeah yeah can you believe we're out of time oh my gosh is do that you have an any hour? yeah it was wow. an hour I can't believe that do we have uh any last minute words of advice wisdom for people things um, that sustain you don't quit 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's resiliency. Yeah. It's just like it's just resiliency and 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 being okay with failure and and then trying again. You know, I think that's just like <clears throat> the main thing. You know, as as I mentioned, like I was talking to my buddy who's just dealing with his last days right now, the cancer, and it's like you just have one shot. You know, and just just you know, you just don't want to. You just want to use your time knowing that you just did everything you could and put it out there and if it doesn't work so what you know it's like you just gave it a shot and you were a radio you know you did a radio show and you did just like i don't know like if you all those ideas in the back of your head it's just like it's just good to do it no you know, regrets just yeah. no regrets just just leave it all in the field and yeah go for it yeah i love it mike mariner thank you so much yeah thanks roadtripnation.com Yep. Roadtripnation.com. Yep. Many books out there. Check all of those out. That's all the time we have for today. We will be right back here with you next Thursday evening. So until next time, thanks so much for joining me and stay tuned for more great programming on KUCI 88.9 FM.